0: Slay, to kill in a violent way, but also, meaning, pop off girl boss queen. Welcome back to my podcast, She Slays, with your host, who's actually so beautiful, and so funny, and so talented, me, Samira Healy. (laughs) So, how has everybody's weekend, I mean week, how has everybody's week been? Um, let me try to reflect. What did I do? Um I went through a two day breakup and manically made a hair appointment. My hair appointment's tomorrow. I am dying my hair back blonde. Can't wait. Barbie era loading. Um, what else did I do? Nah that's pretty much it. I went to work. <laughs> so yeah, um let's get into it. So today's episode is something i hold near and dear to my heart It's so important to me um anxiety and depression and i just want to get into each of them separately because they both like give in different ways not give as in like pop off but <laughs> they both have hands so let's start with anxiety I'm going to look up the definition because being nervous and having anxiety are two, two different dilemmas, babe. They're not the same. So let me look this up real quick. So the definition says anxiety, intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. And if you're wondering, hmm, do I have anxiety or am I just nervous? Let me give you two scenarios. So you decide to go to the mall, You usually go with other people, but you could decide to go by yourself this time. Your heart is racing a little bit and you are overanalyzing everyone around you and avoiding eye contact. You start just walking anywhere in the store, not knowing what you're even in there for. You eventually grab something and check out and then you go back to your car and you're kind of proud that you did that. Okay if that relates to you i would say you were just a little nervous but you got over it now anxiety would be you go into the mall you are very shaky you're short of breath heart is racing you are walking through the store pacing through the store you don't know what to get you think everybody's watching you you think you look suspect you grab stuff you're scared to try it on. You put it back. You end up leaving the store with nothing. You go back in the car. You cry because you are overwhelmed with all the people who are in the store. And then you leave the mall feeling very sad because you can't do anything. That, my friends, that, my friends is me, a.k.a. anxiety. I feel like I've always had anxiety, um, but I feel like it got severe like, when I started getting hives and rashes on my chest, my neck, and my back, that started in, like, eighth grade. And when I tell you it was so embarrassing, every time it would happen, I would play it off. I would just say, like, I'm just so hot. Like, it's so hot in here. That's how I would play it off. But they're like, you have hickeys on your neck. You have hickeys. I'm like, bro, no, I'm just hot. Guys, I'm just – it's pretty hot in here. <laughs> and it kind of sucks because usually – the normal person would get, like, anxiety and just, like, you know, be nervous, maybe shaking, sweating, and, but, like, be able to hide it. But no, if if I was anxious, everybody knew, and everybody stared, and everybody let me know I was red. I remember people would be like, do you know, do you know your neck is red? I'd be like, yeah. I just put some, I, I have an allergic reaction to the soap. I would make up every, every reason. <laughs> So anxiety physically to me is hives, shakiness, sweating, and lots of crying, (laughs) followed by lots of crying. I remember when I first started getting hives, my mom, she didn't even know what they were. I remember sometimes she would let me stay home from school because it was just like so disturbing to look at. And one morning we had went to the allergist because we just didn't I don't know, we didn't know what it was. And they tested me for every single allergy and they all came back negative. So that's how we knew it was anxiety because that's what the doctor told my mom. Like she's probably anxious, she's probably have anxiety. But at that point, I I didn't have like a diagnosis. It was just like his assumption. So like I just had went on with my life whatever. And anxiety is, of course, um, excessive worrying, but can we talk about creating unrealistic situations in your mind? A very frequent scenario that would reoccur um, in public places with me is feeling very unwelcomed. Um, Places like Walmart, the mall, Five Below, I would just... I would think everybody in the store, as soon as I walked in, would be like, oh, my God, get her out. Ew, why is she in here? Or as I'm walking through the store, I would just feel eyes on me and just judged. And they're looking at everything I touch. They're looking how I'm walking. They're looking at what I'm putting in my cart. I just felt very observed by everyone even though probably nobody was looking at me. And I remember one day leaving Walmart, I literally instantly got in my car and start cry started crying instantly just I just another um, situation. I call it like, like a reverse reflection. It's like when you would talk to somebody and cringe at the conversation you made with them after they walked away and that would beat me up I would just oh my god I'm so stupid why would I say that they probably think I'm so stupid oh my god I wish I could take that back they're probably laughing at me they probably think I'm so weird um that would just eat me up I would just think I'm so stupid like I'm never talking again and I would think like say like I talked to somebody at like 3 p.m. At like 7 p.m., I would think like, what if they thought the way I was like holding my arm was weird? What if I was blinking too much? What if I was just rambling too much? What if? Yeah, those. Yeah. Too much, girly. Too much. I know. Another um situation I would say is I would say it's pretty popular, but watch it not be popular. It's like self-deprecating conversation to yourself. It, it's usually at night when I'm about to go to bed. Um, it was just like, I would just hear voices like, oh, you're going to go to hell. Like, you're just such a terrible person. You're probably going to die, like, next month. Nobody cares. And then I would just, like, imagine my funeral. It was wild. I went there for sure. There's so many other scenarios that I would put myself in, but I don't want to say them all because I would probably sound insane. <laughs> um, but if anybody wants to talk one on one with me, I, I'll, I'll be glad. I'll be glad to talk about it. Um, so that's how I would say anxiety affected me mentally, obviously. But then another way I would say it affected me is socially. It's Friday night, teenagers they're out drinking, hanging, partying, not me, not me. I have never in my high school experience, never went to a party, never drank, um, never hung out with like big groups of people, and like enjoyed the weekend because I just mentally could not i just couldn't i just thought everybody hated me or i would do something weird and nobody would forget it so i just really isolated myself and i really found comfort in the show glee which is kind of dorky but i would say that's basically my high school experience like i would stay home get all bundled up with my pajamas on and literally watch that that was literally my high school experience And I remember I would like watch people's stories on the weekends and I just felt so lame, so boring and people always like wondered why I didn't like link with people or like hang out with people. I was kind of like a loner on the weekends like I never popped out of anywhere like, I remember it getting so bad that, like, I stopped going to basketball games. Because walking in front of the whole crowd just to go to your seat, I could not. Like, that was even much for me. Like, I just stopped going. um. It was terrible. And I wouldn't say I'm, like, LeBron James-level basketball player. But I feel like um, my anxiety made me a worse player. Like, because I just overthought everything. And I just, I personally believe that made me terrible, like more terrible. I wasn't booty. I was not booty meat, but I was not really that good because I overthought everything I did. (laughs) Let's not forget the school dances, homecoming, prom, all that stuff. Um, On weekends, when I was at home, I would go in the bathroom and like play music and literally dance in front of the mirror, like dance Beyonce level background dancers, right? Like put me in a music video. I need it. But at those functions you cannot pay me you cannot pay me to get on the dance floor and if I was on a dance floor and I tried to move to the beat it was so cringe I just wanted to stab myself in the neck like I just wanted to cry on the inside because I, I could feel myself trying to like enjoy like everybody else was but I just felt like fenced in or blocked or something and it might sound weird but like Say I'm, like, dancing on the dance floor or, like, trying to, like, pump to the beat. I could, like, see myself from a different POV because I would, like, overanalyze it and I would just be outside of my body like a, what's that word called? I don't know what the word's called, but it's like an out-of-body experience where you can, like, see yourself That would happen to me a lot. I would just stare at myself like you idiot. Please sit down, babe. Please sit down. And I think a lot of people thought I was just like some awkward girl because of the way I would act due to my anxiety. But I don't even think I'm that awkward. It's just like I was literally fighting my mind 24 seven. I just feel like it had, I just feel, well, let let me restart. Run that back to I just feel like anxiety was like, I just feel like it stunted my growth mentally somehow in my high school years and part of my college years. Let's get into that. That nightmare. <laughs> so as some people, a lot of people may know, um, I was in the dental hygiene program Um terrible terrible not saying the program's terrible just it was not my learning style I enjoyed like our clinicals and stuff but I just wasn't grasping the information like everybody else and I feel like those clinicals and those what they're what are they called they're like comps those made my anxiety sc- Skyrocket. Skyrocket. I remember we had this practical where we had a mouth in front of us and like we had like one minute to like pick the tool to do whatever like oh my god stab me. <laughs> Please stab me. <laughs> and then when we do when we would do comps in clinic, our like advisor would like watch over us and I just wanted to melt into the floor, like honestly. And, like, the amount of, like, back-to-back quizzes and comps and practicals, it was just much. Very much. I would come home every day crying my eyeballs out. Like, so stressed. I remember my mom came in. She was worried, like, um, of the amount of crying. She was just like, girl, if this is not for you, it's not for you. Do not stress yourself out like this. And I remember I called Kai once crying Um, because I just felt so stupid and I made her cry like my crying made her cry so if I'm making other people cry for me babe give it a break give it a break babe um but also if you go into the dental hygiene program if you don't finish you get a certificate for dental assisting um I didn't finish um so if anybody has any questions about that program like hit my line I will tell you everything straight up straight up no cap um I'll do a whole other episode on that experience but let's move into depression I feel like depression is like the baby of anxiety like anxiety is the mom and she just gave birth to depression because after overthinking and like being on edge so much you just fall into this deep dark hole of depression And when I say depression, depression for me would be fantasizing my own funeral, um, crying, not talking to anyone, thinking about ways to harm myself. That is not slitting my wrist because I am not that ballsy. Um, Just thinking of other ways to literally just kill myself. Um, I remember when I was depressed that one time, I just feel like depression is different for everybody. Um, I would like not fantasize, but like see myself do out of the ordinary things such as like I'm sitting in a car, but in my mind I would be banging my head into the glass. Um, I'm driving down the road but in my mind I see me like taking a sharp right into like a tree. Um, Just like really bad thoughts that in the end would probably not affect you good. So after I got out of the program in December of 21, um, of course depression she's there I got her um was very depressed I went back to my factory job at um this place that made bread and I just felt like the biggest loser um then I left that job because I felt really stuck um it was eight hours of silence and I was overthinking anything you could overthink and I just was falling very in a very deep depression because I was just around Old people who were there for like 20 years. Like, I didn't want to do that. So, I ended up switching jobs and working at like a nursing home. And that was very vibey. It was like out of my comfort zone, but it was like I liked it. It was like nice. Was not depressed, wasn't really having anxiety except for like the first day because like I didn't really know what to do. Fast forward, I'm like a month in and I start feeling very like stuck again. And it started to downward spiral real bad because, you know, like, old people, they ask, like, are you going to college? And then I would explain, like, I was in college, whatever. But then I would, like, start self-deprecating I hope I'm using that right I was just like girl you're so stupid all the everybody your age is in college now what are you doing working at this nursing home you're so stupid and then I would um I started experiencing like out-of-body experience like I would sit down and just like be stuck for like 20 minutes um and also I was just feeling really like useless and like unfulfilled and just, like, not helpful, and, like, then again, I would still have, like, unnormal thoughts, like, there was a room where it was just, like, me, like, I was the only person there, and I would just, like, picture myself just, like, like, hitting my head, like, into the wall repeatedly, or, like, wishing something would just, like, happen to me, like, catch on fire, I don't know, I just wanted to get out of there, um, No reason at all. Like, I was only there for, like, a month. I just don't, it just came out of nowhere, to be honest. I don't know what triggered it. And then it got so severe that I started feeling like I was just not even here. Like, I didn't, I was just so in my head that I was not Physically in now moments. Like, I was not in the present moment. I don't know where I was in my head, but I was somewhere that was not in the present moment. And that's when I knew, babe, you need to go to the doctor because none of this is normal. Ex- like, you're somewhere else in your mind. You're doing out of body experiences. You're crying. You're. Girl, doctor now. And like, two years prior, I kind of experienced something like this but not as severe and I tried like therapy for like two days and I hated it hated it so much so then I'm like oh my god doctor's appointment I don't want to talk to nobody what do I look like I'm not telling nobody my business but then it got to a day where I was completely like done and I scheduled an appointment with my doctor big step, big step, because you know how on the phone they're like, okay, so what is this appointment for? I was like, mental health? And I just, I practiced the conversation multiple times before calling because I didn't want to sound like a psychopath. But um, I scheduled the appointment um, and I went in. So the day of my appointment, I go into the room that they assigned me and as soon as the lady comes in to talk to me about, like, how I'm feeling, instant breakdown in tears, hyperventilating, can't talk, wild. Hadn- I couldn't even get words out. I was so choked up. And I ended up having lots of doctor's appointments. I had this breakdown and made my appointment, um, this appointment that I'm talking about, I made it in August of 22. And I kept having repeated back-to-back appointments so they could check on me from August to December. So I was there frequently. I hope that made sense because when I just heard that back in my head, I'm like, bro, are you making sense? I'm saying like when I broke down and made the appointment, it was in August. And then so they could monitor my thoughts and stuff, I went back Like, every two weeks from August to December. Okay, I feel like that's clear. (laughs) It's honestly the best decision I've ever made. Decision? Why did I say it like that? Best decision ever. Literally ever. Changed my life forever. I'm so happy I did so. And something I forgot to mention about anxiety is that I think my anxiety is, like, rooted in insecurity. And what I mean by that is, like... Things that I'm like passionate about, such as this podcast, such as my YouTube channel, such as my TikToks, you can say literally anything like they're stupid, they're lame, they're cringy. I do not care. Like it could not phase me in the slightest. But come up to me and say like, oh, your nose is ugly or like your lips are disgusting or you're shaped like a square. That's that's when I start over analyzing. That's when I start feeling like terrible and hating myself. So I definitely think my anxiety is rooted in insecurity because my passions—you can't tell, you can't alter my passions. You cannot stop me from doing that stuff. But me physically, baby, ate. <laughs> You're, like, eating if you're coming at that, to be honest. And it's, like, the same thing with the depression. Like, I remember bringing up to, like, my coworker. I brought it up to her face. I was, like, I'm feeling depressed. And Babe wiped it off. She's just, like, yeah, but, like, you're not really depressed. Like, so-and-so actually, like, is depressed. Like, they go through things. Like, she rubbed it off. Like, I just didn't. Fit the physical representation of depression, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, you're right. I'm not depressed." And so, after all of those doctors' appointments, I was diagnosed by a doctor with anxiety, depression, and a mood disorder. I now take medicine for all three of those, and it has been a game changer in my life. Like. BFFR and I know a lot of people like fear judgment and like taking medication just to like live their everyday life but babe when I was when I I'm still on it if you mess it up because you have to take it consistently like if you just like gap year it no it's not gonna be as effective but consistently taking it anxiety who depression who mood swings who like it it does. It does what it needs to do. And I'm so glad I got it. I don't care what anybody says. Call me psychotic. Call me insane. But confidence has never been higher. And it was actually funny to find out I had a mood disorder because I remember every time I would try to get involved with a guy in, like, my younger years, they would always call me crazy. If I had a dime, if I had a million dollars for every time a boy has called me crazy, they honestly ate that. <laughs> honestly, look, y'all ate that. Like, are y'all doctors? No, it's fine. <laughs> but anyways, um, this episode was just me owning part of me that was, I don't know, I, I wasn't, like, hiding it, but, like, I'm more sure about myself it feels like and just like if you ever feel like you're going insane one make a doctor's appointment or before you make a doctor's appointment you can text me we can talk about it I can give you my advice because I've been all I've been through all stages I'm telling you you're probably like girl no you haven't like yeah no I have babe I have um I can give you my two cents if you're interested Um, taking medication does not determine anything like if anything people who judge you for doing it honestly need help themselves it's like a how are you bothered by somebody else's growth type thing. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody's mental is okay. If not, you know, I'm always here. You can talk to me about anything. My Facebook is at Samira Ashlyn Healy. My TikTok is at Samira underscore Ashlyn. My Twitter is at Samira A. Healy. And my Snapchat is Samira Healy. And then my Instagram is at Samira Healy. I think that's all of them, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Not watching. This is not YouTube girl. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you in the next episode. Also, I wanted to say, let's let let's backtrack real quick. Thank you guys so much. 150 downloads is insane. Like I remember thinking, oh babe, you're gonna be talking to like three people and one of them's gonna be your mom. Sorry, no, I don't even let my mom listen to these. She's like, how can I listen? Like, girl no it's like invasion of privacy if you listen just kidding but no thank you guys so much for the support i appreciate you guys so much and i will see y'all next sunday with another episode